stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So the liberals must have known what was coming. They must have had some idea of what Jody Wilson-Raybould was going to say before the Commons Justice Committee yesterday. But they appear to have been caught off guard because there is nothing in the way of any kind of coherent response to any of this. The line we're getting from the prime minister and others that we, we stand up for jobs, we'll always stand up for jobs, does not address the heart of the matter at all, not even remotely close. These are incredibly serious allegations that Jody Wilson-Raybould has laid out about inappropriate and sustained political pressure for political and partisan reasons. To convince the Auditor General to intervene in the case against SNC-Lavalin. Even when she asked them to stop, it did not stop. And ultimately she was demoted, it would seem, for not going along with this scheme. Well, joining us uh, for some thoughts, very pleased to welcome to the program here this afternoon, Tasha Carradine, our colleague with Global News Radio AM640 in Toronto. has wrote a great commentary piece that's up at globalnews.ca on how the liberals ought to respond to this, whether they will is another question. Tasha, thanks so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Oh, good to talk to you, Rob. Uh, yeah, you know, you follow politics for a long time too, Tasha. Have you ever seen anything like this? Uh, no, not of this magnitude. Absolutely not. Um, it's uh, really blurring the lines between the legislature and the judiciary. Uh, it's, uh, it's the sort of line you're not supposed to cross. Um, it's, you know, one law for the rich and powerful, another law for everybody else. It's all the things that we don't want in our democracy. And so, no, I think it really does uh, stand out in terms of political scandals. But what do you make of, of the liberal response uh, over the last, you know, well, just over 12 hours, I guess, 16 hours or so? <laughs> well, you know, it, it's, uh, it's supportive of the prime minister. Um, you had Bill Morneau come out today and say, that uh, there was nothing wrong that his people or he did in defending jobs, the line that you mentioned that they're really using. You also had um, some more uh, critical stuff coming off the West Coast, um, where you had um, MP Sidhu, uh, say, from uh, Mission Muskie, Fraser Canyon, saying that he thought that she was uh, had a sour grape, yeah. couldn't handle the stress. Uh, maybe her dad was pulling the strings. I mean, that's kind of nasty. It's veering into really nasty stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, Christopher Freeland is out there defending the prime minister. It, it's, it, it's definitely uh, a time when you see liberals turning on a former fellow liberal. And you saw that yesterday at committee, too. It's, it's putting divisions in the party. Um, but, of course, they want to they wanna put the best face forward here because I think the government really is in trouble on this one. Well, it seems like they might be. Um, that, that's, I guess, what, what the question comes down to is, can they survive this, especially with such a thin defense, you know, this we're, we were standing up for jobs defense. Can they really skate through this? Um, I don't think they can skate through it. I think there's going to be heavy slogging ahead because the opposition is not letting it go. They're having an emergency debate tonight in Parliament on this, and it's going to continue to dominate uh, conversation on the Hill. Um, I think, though, that the Liberals, there are two paths they could take. Obviously, they could, uh, Trudeau could do the honorable thing. He could resign because what he has done and his, his um, you know, his acolytes as well 
is really amounting to obstruction of justice any way you slice it. They tried to interfere for political reasons in a decision of the attorney general who is supposed to be nonpartisan, who is not supposed to be, who's not supposed to take those things into account. He could resign, call an election, and let the chips fall where they may. He said, no, the people will have their say in six months. So he's clearly not going that path. Um, there could be a, a non-confidence motion in the House. It will fail. Obviously, the Liberals have a majority. Um, the third option, though, that is that could get the government in trouble is an RCMP investigation. And I think that would be perfectly valid to have. Um, Andrew Scheer, uh, the opposition leader, has called for that. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be warranted because I think, you know, obstruction of justice is in the criminal code. It is a serious offense, um, as is, uh, you know, threatening or putting fear into the attorney general. Politicians are not supposed to be threatened. They're not supposed to be bribed. They're not supposed to be coerced. Um, so, you know, these things are taken seriously. Uh, the investigation of the RCMP, though, probably wouldn't bear fruit before the election. But it would be really hard to go into an election with that hanging over their head. It would. Um yeah, the, the, the prospect of an RCMP investigation or even, uh, you know, like uh, this, uh, a new version of the Gomery inquiry, that could make things very, very uncomfortable for the liberals, couldn't it? It definitely could. And, uh, you know, there, Justin Trudeau can well be reelected again. I'm not making any predictions here um, because some people are going to ignore this scandal or they're not going to understand it. It's a complicated thing. But I think the way it was broken down yesterday really does come down, like I said, to this notion they think they are above the law. There's one law for them and their friends and people who are powerful and people at SNC Lavalin who want to escape uh, the company's prosecution because they have vested interest in it. And there's one law for everybody else who doesn't have access to this kind of thing. So um, that message is a very powerful one that Canadians can understand. I think it will carry into the next election as an issue. Um, and uh, if there is an investigation, that results that could come afterwards. It could continue beyond that. In terms of the Quebec aspect to all of this, and, and maybe folks out here are a little more cynical about these kinds of things. I know you probably got a better handle on it than most of us. Maybe the perception here is that uh, this isn't necessarily such a big controversy in Quebec, or the idea that the liberals are going out of their way to try to help this company survive or try to help keep this company in Quebec, that maybe that might actually work in the liberals' favor. I mean, is there anything to that? Well, that's the thinking the Liberals have. This is clearly um, based on a decision to uh, to keep the seats they have, if not gain some in Quebec. Uh, it was also based on the Quebec election that took place in October. They wanted the Liberals to have a fighting chance there. They lost anyway. But if SNC-Lavalin had left the province, yes, it would have been a complete rout for the Liberals. Uh, it was pretty much a rout anyway. But the point is the new Premier of Quebec has asked uh, the government to intervene as well. He wants a deferred prosecution. François Legault is on record as saying that. Um, and in Quebec, support was there until now, really, uh, for the uh, view that, yes, you're just helping out this company and you're saving jobs. But the Quebec punditry class in the last 12 hours has really kind of turned the tide on this one. And they're saying that, you know, jobs are one thing, but what he put and his his um, his uh, his officials put Wilson Rabel through was not appropriate. It was potentially criminal, and it is something that it should not be happening, and he should not have done. So they're turning against it. Um, whether the average person in the street does, though, is another question. So that remains to be seen. There's not any polling that's been done, but I'd be very curious to see how that shakes out. You know, you say it would be the honorable thing to call an election. I, I don't expect that that's going to happen. But regardless no. of when the election is, it's certainly the liberal brand, right, the Trudeau brand, this idea of sunny ways, a, a new kind of politics. I mean, that, that really lies in tatters now, doesn't it? 
It absolutely does. Um, you know, Justin Trudeau came in promising a change in the way government was. He was promising to be a feminist. He was promising to support Indigenous rights. These are big pillars of his uh, campaign and of his persona as well that he's cultivated since the election. And they all lie in tatters, all of this, because you know, here he is dumping um, uh, or demoting, rather, uh, the, the faith of uh, feminism, Indigenous rights. I mean, Jolie Wilson-Raybould embodies a lot of things. She's also a person of great integrity. As yesterday, I was very impressed by her testimony, her aplomb, you know, how she was she was stoic and measured in her comments. She did not lose her cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, very intelligent, obviously. Like, she really, she's not a person you kick around. And to kick someone like that, you got to say, well, you know, really then, Trudeau, you're just paying lip service to all these things. You don't really mean them because a person like that did not deserve the treatment she got. Well, your piece is up at globalnews.ca. The headline, Justin Trudeau needs to live up to his own standards. Tasha Kierden, thank you so much for joining us here this afternoon. Appreciate it. My pleasure, Rob. Have a good day. You too. Uh, that is Tasha Kierden, our colleague with Global News Radio, AM 640 in Toronto. Her commentary piece again up at globalnews.ca. Now, here's a, another twist to all of this. Gerald Butts, and we were talking about Gerald Butts today, former principal secretary of the prime minister, uh, somebody who was basically Trudeau's right-hand man through his entire political career, resigned under mysterious circumstances just recently, of course. Well, Gerald Butts, uh, just a short while ago, posted on Twitter a copy of the letter he has sent to the chair of the Commons Justice Committee that reads as follows, quote, I watched the testimony of the Honorable Jody Wilson-Raybould yesterday. I believe my evidence will be of assistance to the Justice and Human Rights Committee in its consideration of these matters. I respectfully request the opportunity to attend the committee. I need a short period of time to receive legal advice concerning my evidence and to be able to produce relevant documents to the committee. So what does Gerald Butts have to say? Or more to the point, what does he have? Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.